Good morning, guys. This is a great day to uh, be in the insurance business, a great day to be with Equus. Um, pretty excited with some of the numbers we saw posted this morning, new agents coming on, a number of people in, in uh, class right now coming out. I was talking to Johnny and Robert earlier this morning, and both of them have got people in class that will be coming out. Uh, we've got new people on the call today that are just getting started this week. But I do want to remind everybody <clears throat> that everything starts with dials. Uh, we are seeing a tremendous uptick in uh, Equus's business model <clears throat> since we started the uh, dial teams. And let's face it, dialing is not something that you particularly like doing, but it's something that's just a necessary uh, part of what we do. And I have found on the days that I really didn't feel like dialing, by the third or fourth dial, I'm into it and, and things are going. That's the purpose in having the dial time. Um, but I also wanted to address with you this morning the cancellations are part of the business, you know, for both appointments and sales. But the only reason to focus on a cancellation on a sit is to record how many times that happens. You know, not to dwell on it. The, the, the circumstances really don't matter. It's part of the business. But the reason we we track it and the only reason to focus on it is so we can count and see how many we're having. Because if we're having too many, then there's something that we're probably doing that's not quite right. Uh, <clears throat> and if we track it, it gives us a way that we can uh, then address it and make changes of it. You know, Connie already touched on this morning um, that the sales, you know, the average sale in America is $1,000 in annual premium every year. And if, if an agent is writing everything they write is two, three, four thousand dollars in premium as their average, this should be a red flag to the agent and it's definitely a red flag to the manager. Because when we, you know, get over that number, the numbers are the numbers and you can't beat them. But when we get over that average, then we're going to see some cancellations and chargebacks. And as a manager, <clears throat> that's the last thing that you want to see happen. And I wanted to address this morning with everybody a few steps <clears throat> that we can avoid or use to help avoid some of the cancellations. And uh, one of the steps we use, and this is why the Sylvester team and, and Equus in general use this, is giving people options. If they've got a $300,000 mortgage, it's a good idea to offer them, say, 300000 in coverage and maybe one hundred and fifty or 200000 depending on their age. The older the client is, then the lower you go on the second uh, option because of the cost being more high and the fact that in many situations they have a spouse that is, not, that is now working because the children are out of the home. The younger family, we're probably going to show them the 300000 and maybe 200000 because we want to make sure – uh, and this was on every award we gave the first year we were in the business uh, or when we first started our team, is we're in that house for one reason and one reason only. If he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack, she doesn't have to move. And if we just have that mindset, that changes everything. Because, guys, this stuff is for real. It, it, it does happen, and some of you have delivered a death claim and you know what it's like. Um, but some of the things that we can do to help prevent some of the cancellations is uh, this is especially in view of the sales side. Why do we show numbers and give them options? Because that makes it natural and normal 
to cover a portion of the mortgage. I can't tell you how many times the first few years before we started doing that, that uh, if the guy, I only showed him 140000 that was all. And if he couldn't afford that, then if he couldn't afford that, he didn't want anything. And after a few trips to the, the woodshed on that, I realized, well, show him 140 and 75 And because it was natural and normal, to take the 75, and whenever I mention the 75,000 or a, an amount less than the full mortgage, I would always look at her and say, Mary, let me ask you something. If John didn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack next month, next year, five years from now, and I bring you a check for $75,000, are you gonna be mad at me? And she would look at me like I had you know, two heads. Well, no, I wouldn't be mad at you. What did I do? <clears throat> I took off the table him saying when we got to the end, well, if I can't cover the whole mortgage, I don't want anything. So these are just some techniques I've picked up over the years to use to help prevent that from happening down the road. <clears throat> See, the client, they really don't want to appear cheap. You know, while I'm not covering my whole mortgage, they would almost rather do nothing than look cheap in the, in the eyes of, of me and or their, their, their spouse. And... Um, Keeping Mary in the house, if we can pose it in those questions or in those terms, that makes everything else uh, really inconsequential because keeping her in the house is the only thing that matters. Now, when doing any form of a critical period, because this is something we're doing a lot of these days, and I want to bring up something that I think a lot of us have missed the uh, sight of, is we think in terms of critical period as doing a final expense, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars you know, that's true. But if somebody's got a $200,000 mortgage and we go in and we show them 200000 maybe hundred or 125000 that's a critical period because we're not covering the whole thing. When we establish that, then it's much easier if they've got a $200,000 mortgage and we're showing... Okay, David said we just got muffled. Is um, David, is that any better? Because we've got... We are in a different area here in Ohio, but yeah, much better. Okay. Um, when we're talking in terms of critical period, guys, it can mean a lot of different things to people. You always go back to that original premise that I had when I started is we're in there for one reason and one reason only. If they've got a $200,000 mortgage and all they can afford is $50,000 in coverage, guys, that's going to keep her in the house a while. And we just have to focus on that. Um, you know, when we do this, you know, if going back to that example I was talking about, if 200000 uh, 50-year-old, and all they can afford is $75,000 in the form of critical period on mortgage protection, and he dies at age 60. So 10 years from now, he dies. He didn't come home because of a car wreck or a heart attack, and their payment is $1,000 a month. If we got her $75,000 when he was age 50, they get the house paid down to say 107 or down to 175,000 and he dies and I take her a check for $75,000, that gives her 6 years worth of house payments. And keep in mind that uh, if any of you have dealt with, you know, a family member passing away, there are a lot of bills. And most people are calling, sending letters, wanting money, and you'll be one of the few people or the only person bringing money. 
So I got to tell you, I haven't heard Dick uh, do that line for quite some time. But when he, you know, when he's with a client, he does that every time, looking at the wife and saying, you know, if I bring you a check for seventy-five thousand, are you going to be mad at me? That's going to get a chuckle. Okay, talking about death is not a fuzzy, warm thing for people. So it's really nice if you can lighten it up and get a little laugh, which he always does with that. And along that line, you know, just helping her realize if we give her six years worth of house payments and he lives 10 years, we've kept her in that house 16 years. Guys, you've done a good thing. Uh, now, the, the key to this thing is um, – they could do one of two things. They could refinance the house, adding that $75,000 to the principal and lower the payment to get, say, the payment on a $100,000 house might be four or 500 a month. Well, she might be able to handle that payment. So you've got several different ways that you can do that. Now, the key to this is this. Learn these different options. And I'm not trying to give you the exact verbiage today, but learn these different options and practice them and know how to explain the concept in bullet points. And I'll give you an example. Bullet points are the key because a lot of agents lose people in the, in the tall grass doing this. But 10 years from now, John doesn't make it home because of a car wreck or heart attack. The house is paid down to 175000 Mary, you could add the the seventy five thousand, reduce the principal to a hundred, and have a house payment of four or five hundred a month. Would that be able? Would that keep you in the house? You know, learn to talk in terms. We don't need a lot of explanation. We just need them to understand this. This is a concept sale, guys, but it's a concept that really matches the needs of most of our clients. You know, uh, when, we, when we're talking about the final expense and we're talking there about doing a ten dollars or $15,000 or $20,000 whole life policy just to make sure that they have equi- or money to make the house payment to get the equity out of the home, that's a concept sale because it doesn't make sense when you've got a $200,000 mortgage to buy a $10,000 life insurance policy to help with mortgage protection. It makes no sense at all. And if we haven't couched it in the understanding of, you know, it's basically it's too late to cover the whole mortgage. Secondly, why would you want to? And third, it's too expensive. But the next thing, the next best thing we can do is at least protect the equity in your home. That's a concept. But the concept has to be sold with the understanding that they see the vulnerability that they have. And... Um, I always like to go when we're doing the final expense critical period, you know, uh, podcast 80, this is one here, guys, that will change for many of you. It's the difference between making it and not making it in mortgage protection Mm -hmm. because, frankly, close to 40% or maybe a little higher than that of all the business we write is critical period for seniors doing equity protection. I mean, that's 40% of your business. And, and I stress that because this is a concept nobody understood when we started the business. Uh, originally, when we came up with this idea, the first guy that came that started thinking this way, he did it with the idea of keeping Mary in the house an extra six months. And I remember thinking, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. I mean, if you're going to lose the house in six months, what difference does it make? You know? And then I came up with the idea of the equity protection. And that changed everything 
because now that makes sense to spend a hundred dollars a month to protect forty or fifty or a hundred thousand dollars equity in the home so that they have the money to make the payments. You know, now here's some some pitfalls that I want everybody to understand. First off, write down podcast eighty and listen to it. Uh, I listened to it again the other day, and Lord, I thought it's so good. I want to take notes on me. <laughs> now, when you say listen to a podcast, do you mean like once when you're walking through the grocery, or do you maybe mean over and over and over in the car on the way to appointments till it's like inside of you and you understand it? That's a good question, and the answer is listen to it to get the concept, and then sit down and practice it. You know, make notes so that you can deliver it exactly the way that you heard it on the call because that delivery accounted to – and, guys, when I started using that and developed that delivery to the degree that it is, the three questions in the statement, I close about 60 to 70% of those cases. And we went to on a beautiful all-expense-paid trip to Puerto Rico uh, with a company that we haven't had for quite some time called Surety. But you wrote off your critical period with a surety, and bingo, you earned that trip. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. It really was. Now, when we're doing final expense, these are some numbers to understand. If you're dealing with somebody between 60 and 70, 75 years old, somewhere in that range, 78, always start with $10,000 in pre, uh, face amount, 15000 and 20000 and I'm going to tell you the different ranges on these things and why. But the reason you always start with ten, fifteen, and twenty thousand is one, ten thousand in most cases is going to make somewhere between five and eight payments. That gives the family five to eight months to get the house sold, so they get the equity out of the house. But Dick, they've got an eighty thousand dollar mortgage, and they can get thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, but they can't afford it. And if we start, and one of the things to really zero in on. When you're, when you're getting ready to buy something and the salesperson shows you something that's just a few dollars more than you can afford, I would rather leave money on the table and show them something a few dollars less than they can afford so that they say yes and buy it and keep it. But I can't tell you how many insurance sales are lost because the agent went in and showed them something two, five, ten, fifteen dollars $15 a month more than they could afford. So what did the agent hear? Well, we got to think about it because it was more expensive than they could handle. Now, if you start on that 60 to say 78 or 79-year-old and you show 10, 15, and $20,000 and they, they understand the concept and they buy it and they pick the $15,000, guys, start writing. <laughs> Get your computer out, start taking. Yeah. Who do you want the, the beneficiary to be? Who's the contingent, all right? If they choose the 20,000, then it's okay to say, you know, John and Mary, I think you might be able to qualify for twenty-five or thirty thousand if you wanted that much coverage. If the twenty thousand is the most they can afford, they will never ask you how much twenty-five or thirty-five thousand is. But if they have more money and they want more coverage, they will ask you. Conversely, if the agent goes in with both guns blazing, showing thirty-five and forty thousand dollars of final expense, and it's three hundred eighty-five dollars a month. They're not going to tell you they can't afford that much because they think that's the minimum. They don't understand. So always start low and go high, always. If you're dealing with somebody 50 to say 60 or 62, on those because the premium is quite a bit less, I might show 15, 20, and 25,000 for that group. If I've got somebody 79 or 80 and above, 
I'm starting off with five thousand dollars, seventy-five hundred and ten thousand. Now, let me explain to you the psychology behind some of this. I'm looking for payments that are in terms of dollars per day. Thirty to forty-five dollars a month is like a dollar a day. Sixty to seventy-five dollars a month is two dollars a day. You get the picture. Because you can ask a lot of seniors. Well. Uh, I've got this plan here that would keep marrying the house to protect the equity for $60 a month. Oh, I can't afford $60 a month. Ask the same question. You know, I've got this plan here that we could keep marrying the house and at least let her get the equity out of the home for about $2 a day. Well, I can do that. That is $60 a month for those of you that need a little help with math here. And understanding these principles and these concepts those are going to keep you from losing business. Now, every time, and, and these should all be in caps every time, is every time we write a final expense, Connie, when the sale is completed, now we take one more step to educate them and say, now you guys have got a plan here that's going to protect the equity in your home. You have friends and family members that you go to church with that they need something like this. Now, for whatever reason, it's been a while since they refinanced, and they're never going to get a letter from us. But they are going to get a letter in the mail from Colonial Pen and AARP, and they're going to be tempted to do the same thing you just did, but with the wrong product. And then pull out that flyer with always do Colonial Pen first, and pull out that flyer, and read through it and study it so you know it as well as I do, and say, this is a plan here that one of our clients looked at and was planning to buy. And uh, they compared our price to the price on this and said, we're going to go with Colonial Pen. And what they didn't understand was, see this down here where it says attained age? What they didn't realize, the day they turned um, 66, the premium went from 592 a month to 700 and some dollar, or 592 a year to 700 a year when they hit the next five year, it went to 1200 a year, and at 76, it went to 1900 a year, but there was no provision for it when, it when they hit 81 years old. And then when you look across the top up here, it says insurance to age 80. And guys, we all know that the general population is living past 80 years old. How sad for your mom or dad to pay 10, 15 years on insurance that goes away a year or more before they need it, okay? So insurance that goes away at 80, in our opinion, is not insurance at all. No, and it's even more hideous than that because they think they're covered. Yeah. They think they've done what they should be doing, and in fact, they've been duped. Now, you can't say duped to them, but that's what's happened. And then I always point out on uh, the AARP plan, under the box, where the rates are. I forget what the first sentence says, but the next sentence I highlight in yellow, and I point out there on in yellow. Yeah. David says we're muffled again. Um, Is that any better, David? Better. Yep. Okay. Better. We'll just hold it right here. Uh, on the uh, AARP pan, the second sentence under that box where the premiums are, it says premiums are based on age at issue. Premiums go up every five-year age band. Premiums are not guaranteed. I have that highlighted in yellow. And then the previous page of that says insurance to age 80. Well, Dick, why don't I just show them the AARP and call it a day? Well, first off, people think they can trust AARP, and you can't 
because they're selling products that are not good. It's underwritten by New York Life. So if somebody says, you know, well, uh, we've decided to go a different direction, and, and that always means they're buying an ARP or Colonial Pen. It always means that. So whenever you hear that, that's what's happening. So, but that's why we educate them now so that they realize that if they, and if you ever hear, well, we've got a plan with New York Life, it's AARP, guys, because New York Life doesn't sell any products to seniors except the AARP products. And uh, so there, uh, I can't tell you how many times that I have made sales to a mortgage protection client for their parents because the parents had an AARP plan. And I pointed that out to them. I had one guy one day got up right in the middle of my presentation. Uh, I was embarrassed for him. He was so rude. And uh, he rooted around and came back about 10 minutes later. He was gone that long. I was writing his wife up, and he had this AARP policy that his mother-in-law had. And he goes, you scared the water out of me. Look at this. And sure enough, you know, so at any rate, there are things we can do to help protect our business after we write it, and these are some of the things. But to, to recap what we talked about today a little bit is understand we're there for one reason and one reason only. Uh, if he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack, we don't hurry the kids to have to move. Practice that to the point that it's almost embedded in your forehead type thing. Uh, second thing is listen and then practice the podcast 80, because that's going to represent 40-plus percent of your business. Be really good at something that's going to do that. If you're a basketball player and you have a sweet spot on the floor, and every player does, they shoot and practice and practice and practice from that point. And when they're down, you know, 88 to 86, and they need a three-point shot to win, they practice and practice to the point that they can get the shooter, that player's going to take the last shot, in that spot, and you'll see players running everywhere, but everyone knows when I get the ball, I throw it to that spot because Bobby's going to be there. I mean, that's, that's it. You know, that's, and it's the same way here. Let's practice and practice and get to the point that we can do that there. I hope, I hope part of what we shared here with you today makes a difference for you. I am getting some really good phone calls and strategizing. Uh, prior to going, uh, people are doing much better on finding a health-wise, what have you got? When did you get it? Is it mild, moderate, or severe? And what are you taking for it? Those things are making a huge difference in me strategizing the cases with you.